What's going on? My name is Luke Mears, sighted with Tom Melody. Hi. How you doing okay? Yes. What's going on this week? All right, well, if I must update you, since our last podcast, episode eight, what principle did we discuss? Um, we discussed perception. Cool. So within that, we also mentioned a principle called living broke, did mm-hmm. we not? Oh, yeah, this is a big Came thing. Came up in conversation. You've done a big thing, actually. So, the last two weeks now, um, I've been living on £10 a day. Wow. So, I took the living broke thing massively seriously. People ask me why I've landed on £10 a day. I landed on £10 a day because it's extreme, but also because it's the dole. Mm -hmm. And I figured, you know, I'll just see what it's like to live on the dole. With no other income, which is what some people on the dole might do, you know, yeah. without disability benefit and all that. Well, anyway, sorry, getting off tangent, I was making a joke. Uh, I was making a joke. So, Come on, mate. Uh, sorry. <laughs> so I've been living on, uh, on 10 pounds a day for the last 13 days. That includes not using my car. That includes, you know, things like petrol, food, coffees, anything for the flat. Uh, apart from my actual physical bills. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's not that difficult, mate. I've been cycling to work. It's brilliant if I forget something, so I've got yeah. to cycle back home and then cycle back to work, which is a bit of shit. But mm-hmm. um, it's not been that difficult, and it's pretty cool not seeing your bank balance move anywhere for two yeah, your, mi- your mindset is right for doing it, isn't it? Because a lot of people could be living on ten, whatever it is, ten pound a day, and and they could be thinking, well, they could be making excuses. Oh, I've only got ten pound. Oh, I've got to do this. No, I can't do that. Like you're going full effect with this, trying to do it. Like you have a. Obviously, a souped-up car that I'm sure drinks a lot of fuel. And, and you're telling me, well, I'm like, well, you need to come over to the office. And you're like, well, I can't get there. I'm like, well, why I did say that last fuel? week, yeah. And like, okay, well, I cycle. I'm like, this guy is not playing games. He's, which I think it demonstrates that you can know that you know, no matter what your situation is, putting yourself into that situation, there's always a way. You yeah. understand what I mean? You, you, so, so much is going to come at you, everything. And, and I think there's always a way. Yeah. around it no matter what but it's good that you're demonstrating that and doing it because you get used to the things you know I'll get a Starbucks every day and you know whatever it's three, you do four you just pounds. waste money on, on ridiculous stuff but actually it's not about saving money the most important thing for me was was the value behind it so I, in the very similar way that I wouldn't give you or any other client a personal training session where the, where I've not at least done the the workout or the exercises myself so I know what it feels like I can't possibly tell someone to try this principle of living broke until you've reached your financial goals without having known, known what that feels like myself uh, to an extreme level. So, you know, I've had to rely on my friends to buy me a couple of drinks on a night out or buy me my meal or, you know. Oh, so you're a gold digger now. Yeah, I am, basically. I'm going to my <laughs> rich friends and just stealing food. Um, a different way. But, okay, so on that note, I am, I'm the guy that would pick up the tab yeah. on a night out yeah. and not think about it I don't, I don't do it for the for the gratification I just do it because I'm fortunate enough to be able to and I quite like treating my friends to stuff mm-hmm. so it's quite weird being on the flip side of that coin for a little bit but then yeah. also kind of good because you're like actually how many times have I wasted money being the other guy Yeah, you know it's good that you're doing it and it's good to put yourself in that position and, it's, and, and you've just made a point there because 
you said that it's good, you know, I'm not doing it to save money because I, I, I wouldn't want anybody to go and get this story. Oh, yeah, I need, to, I need to not buy a Starbucks every day to save money because that's not going to save you no money. It, it, it's so, it's good to just understand what that situation is like, you understand what I mean? Living on that kind of money. I think that if anybody's attention is being put on anything, which brings us into today's topic, um, is, is purely the income side of things. Whatever you, instead of focusing, okay, so I earn this amount of money, I need to save this, I need to do this. Focus on creating the income to fuel whatever you're doing. Right. No matter exactly. how small or big, you, 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 you understand? I mean, that's, that's what I try and do. So, so I look, okay, so I want to do that, right? We need another income stream to fuel that. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly fueling that. Exactly. What's, the, what's the main way of fueling it? Exactly. Selling and closing. Selling and closing. Massive topic. It actually transcends to every area of life. Mm-hmm. You know, your ability to sell and to persuade people and to bring them to, to, to your, your way of thinking, to get them onto your ideas and to have them thinking that what you've said is a good plan is selling. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a guy cold calling someone. It doesn't have to be sending a decent email that's going to get you a contract. It's everyday life. So what we're going to hopefully teach, uh, teach you guys today is the benefits of selling and also how to, how to take, in a specific sales scenario, take someone to a close. 100%, massively. There we go. So in terms of where to start with that, I, I, I'd go straight into, I mean, g- going off the back of what you're saying, um, I was opening my laptop then when I was talking at the same time, so I completely missed what you said at the end there, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but I know that we're talking about selling and closing. Yeah. Um, so... In terms of everything that we do, <laughs> all right. So in terms of everything that we do, I'll pick up Luke. Luke's having some kind of laughing fit. No, listen, right. In terms of everything that we do, look, everything we go selling, it, it, it's everywhere. Everything that, that, that we need to persuade people on, we need to go out. Everything, the lot. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't matter what you're doing. Whether whether people think that selling, oh yeah, you're just selling a product, or you're just selling something, or you're just selling that. No, it's not. It's anything in life. Mm -hmm. Like if you so somebody goes to a new job, you're selling yourself. You have to sell yourself that you are the best person for that job to that company because you want the job. You have to sell yourself in in massive in depth. You know, it doesn't matter what it is, no matter what you want. You're haggling on a price or something. You, you, you're selling the person why they should do everything. What you're People saying. just think, yeah. So, you, so you're a customer buying a house. You, you, the house might be half a million. You go and put in an offer of four hundred and fifty thousand. Oh, why? Why would it be four hundred and fifty thousand? You then have to sell why they should do it. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, look, we're ready to go. We're, we'll buy the house right now. Our mortgage guy's ready. We'll speed up the process. I'll pay the deposit. Every single thing for me in life is a sell. It doesn't matter, and, 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 and it all, I mean, selling something like, you know, the best footballers in the world practice every day, yeah. and, and it's something you need to practice. What we did at my company is, is, is we just, we had about two, three weeks where we just let crack, you know, just, just went on, and, and, and the numbers just dropped down slightly, and then we, we instantly pick up the training every day, every morning, and the conversion rates, the numbers, they just go through the roof again. Yeah, you've got you to you keep it fresh, exactly, 100%. you've got to do it every single day. I think there's a lot of salespeople out there, just going away from regular people for a second, I think there's a lot of salespeople out there that struggle on a day-to-day basis. Mm. You're not expected to be good at selling right off the bat. It's something you've got to train yourself in and constantly find a new way and find new techniques. And actually, I think, especially from what I've been learning this week, a lot of salespeople are just completely underprepared. Mm-hmm. So say you're making a phone call. Have you prepared for that phone call? 
have you got a script for the phone call? I know we've been speaking about like scripts and how to develop yeah. those this week. Have you got a script for it? No, probably not. You can't be expected to call someone that you don't know, try and build massive rapport and sell them on your idea without having it very clearly written out in front of you. 100%. I couldn't agree more. It's crazy because I think people get so, you know, in, 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 I'm, I completely believe in preparation and everything, but people get so torn out, like, you know, scripts, we have scripts in place, but they're bullet pointed. They're not like word for word, you need to do this, you need to do that, mm -hmm. because people have their own thoughts. There's a sales process. It's so weird, by the way. I don't know if you brought that out, that our company sales process is on the desk. I haven't. No. I have not put that there, Fred. I didn't even know we was going to do that, but that's our sales process right there. And, and we just run through it. Every, every morning we role play, we listen to calls back and say, okay, we could have done that. To get into the tools of it, whatever you're selling in your, in your job or you like, write, write a process down. And, and, and the first thing needs to be, if, if, if we are actually going through the sales process, the first thing needs to be just, just get on common ground. Like, Tom, if I've just met you right now, you, greet, you, you can start with a greeting. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the most simplest thing in the process. In five seconds, most people have decided they like you or not. Or four seconds. It's actually four seconds. Well, four seconds, there you go. So someone's decided they don't like you or not. Like, or just, you know, it almost goes a little bit awkward. You know, you know, just a happy... It's not, it's not difficult. Hi, how you doing? I'm Luke. Yeah, I'm good. How's things? Instant compliment. That's what we do. Instant... This is if it's somebody in person. Yeah. Depends on the type of... Phone is completely different. But if it's in person, instant compliment. Yeah. How you doing? I'm Luke. Oh, yeah, nice shirt. As silly as it sounds. Oh, yeah. Hey, I like, I like exactly. your Exactly. The thing, the thing is, there's a couple of things there that I want to I want to kind of jump on board with and agree with, ultimately, but just add to. Way too many people in life don't have enough enthusiasm. So you mentioned the phone and how that differs to being in person. The way that you build massive rapport on the phone is just being fucking enthusiastic yeah. about what you're doing. Hey, is John there? <laughs> you know, just... And people take, take the piss out of that, like Americans, but just be enthusiastic is what I would say in order to build massive rapport on the phone. 100%. But in life, I thought about it when you mentioned like the mortgage thing, you're trying to sell someone on kind of on you and, and being more likable. Way too many of us walk around the day with our heads down, trying to avoid eye contact and human contact exactly. of any form. We don't smile at anyone. We put our headphones in, probably if we're in the gym. We don't say hello on the street. You know, you, we, we walk around all day trying to avoid people. And if you want to get anything in life, you need to build rapport with as many people mm -hmm. as possible because you never know what value that person might bring to you. You never know the person that you just met at Piccolino might be able to help you out on something later, later down the line. And actually, just being friendly is like pretty cool. Yeah. So we could all do with learning to kind of sell ourselves a little bit more on a day-to-day -day basis. You speak to everyone, and then if everyone's in the same boat, you're connecting, you're networking with each other, yeah. you're always mixing. Yeah. It's not just a case of, yeah, that guy's a dick, he's weird, look at him, why is he saying that? It's more so, oh yeah, he's looking positive, it's, and you build a brand, you build, you build your own image then. Exactly. And you become the guy who's a professional in your field. Exactly. You know, I've seen the way you are at the gym, you're talking to people and stuff, oh yeah, he's the guy, that's the PT at the gym, go speak to him, because he's more, I was training at a different gym recently. As you know, David Lloyd's just like, you know, the trainer's not even saying hello, you know, just chatting and stuff. That. I don't and get I'm that. like, why are you doing It's a sell. Don't, I, and I appreciate the selling. I work in the job. If they say to me, how are you doing? Okay, yeah, what are you training? What are you lifting? And what are your goals? I'm perfectly okay with that. And, and do you know what? If I say, listen, I'm not really, you know, just, just back off a little bit. I know, no one's ever going to say that, but they're just going to politely say something. What's going to happen? Are you scared of the fear? It's, it's ridiculous. You can't be scared of some. 
no, I'm not interested. But you're not even getting into the sale there. You're just no, chatting. No, asking the question it's chatting. in the first place. We talk yeah, about yeah. selling, chatting. We're going to talk about some, some things that people are struggling in sales. Mm-hmm. Um, but generally, just rapport. We spend like, I, I spend five minutes on a call with someone talking about something so completely random before we actually get to what the call's about. Yeah, just building rapport. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was talking to someone recently on the phone. I was like, how are you doing? Is everything all good? I was like, well, no, I've been in hospital recently. I spent five minutes talking about heart attacks. Okay. <laughs> and you think, like, you think that's a negative topic. Like, you shouldn't be talking. Well, no, because look how much... Look, if we could talk about heart attacks, I could talk about this guy's payments, how much he got to spend, his bank account, everything. Mm-hmm. Guy, 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 guy closed the sale instantly there and then. You know what I mean? Now, I wouldn't, wouldn't, if, you, if you had to choose a topic of conversation, I'm not going to say, right, guys, let's call everyone and let's talk about heart attacks. No, but that's what this guy wasn't wanting to talk about to me about. So I'll talk to him about that and we'll go into it. So, so, so yeah, if you're calling someone, you're meeting someone, the topic of that, build rapport. Build rapport, get on common ground, everything, yeah? Mm-hmm. One of the biggest things in sales, because the sales process can be so daunting and in-depth, is overcoming objections for me. Okay. I think that, um, how would you overcome an objection? What do you do? Somebody says... Listen, I've not got time. Say, there's two different. Say, you know. Are you asking me that question? Well, yeah. Let's look at that. How, how, if I'm, let's let's do something right now. If, if if I'm if I'm talking to you and I'm saying, okay, well, well, Tom, listen, you're talking about meal prep that you're selling. Yeah. Well, listen, it's just not for me right now. I completely understand that. It's not for everyone. However, the benefits of meal prep are that it's delivered to your door. You're saving on average ten hours a week from preparation and shopping time. You're guaranteed to lose weight because it's tailored for you 100% for your body. I look at that and actually, you're saving money comparative to doing this yourself. You don't have to pay for the dishwasher, you don't have to pay for the fairy liquid, you don't have to pay for your time. There's a whole host of benefits to this. How can it not be for you? There you go, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for the clothes. Well, it's exactly that. I actually didn't think you cut, I thought, I didn't know you was that's nice. I think actually what Luke's <laughs> trying to say is he didn't think I was that good at closing. Do you know what it is? Because what, what we teach, like I said, we're practicing every day. And what we teach, the, the, I think there's 2018 modern selling. People are, people are so geared up for old school selling. We used to go on this sales trainer. Oh, yeah. Overcome the objection. You know, agree with the buyer. Then hit them with. You no, know, what you do, in, instantly buzzword. Get on common ground. So most people in, 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 who are selling something, as soon as you say overcome objection, again, you, but you might, I go back to the house analogy. You've just done exactly that. Oh, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. This is the best house in the market. This is the, Barriers go up. Stop putting barriers up when people disagree with you. Mm-hmm. It's too expensive. I completely agree with you. It is an expensive you say house. It. it is an expensive house. Most oh, houses, these houses are expensive all day, every day. However, once you get deeper into that bracket and you understand that houses around here are expensive, you understand that this particular house is the best value in the area. Yeah. How does that sound for you? Do you want to go for it? Yeah, this car is expensive. I agree. It is an expensive car. However, what you'll find is it's the best spec car for that price. Exactly. So actually, Bingo. it's not expensive. Exactly. You know, that wasn't part of it. I'm just saying that's my last bit. It's not expensive. It's just best price, best spec for that car. Yeah. Oh, you got to remember, right? Objection to the customer's problem. I, I get the guy. You know, I mean, the, guy, the guys I've got to say, you know, they've they really picked this skill up very well. But um, something that we used to struggle with is we get, oh, this guy's on the G-Wagon downstairs, right? The problem is he's only got 800 quid a month. The car's coming in at 950 a month. Okay. That's his problem. 
Bye. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Do you want me to miraculously... I mean, can we, should we set up a direct debit to him pay 150 quid a month for the... Well, I don't know what I'm being asked here. Like, no, but he's only got 800 quid a month. Well, if he's only got 800 quid a month, he's looking at the wrong car, isn't he? Yeah. Which, which takes us into another step of qualification. You've got to qualify you got a prospect. Qualify him. We, we, we go so hard on qualification. Because, like, say you... Say, again, you might be selling me, I don't know, car storage, anything. I want to think of some things that people sell on daily basis. We're talking about houses. We're talking about cars. Even even if we look at cars, you know, if somebody comes and, and, and they're, they're trying to sell me a certain car, they know they need to, that's right for me. One, once you're on your game, and, and, and I, I, you know, I like to sit here and say, I can close. I can close. I can spot objects. I know what objection's coming before, before the customer gives it me because my qualification is so absolutely on point. Mm-hmm. I know what the customer's going to hit me with. Mm-hmm. That's because part, I've also that, made that's some... part of your rapport building process, is it as well? So you need to build rapport before you can start asking these fact finding questions. Well, it, they, they combine because you build rapport and then you get immediately into the qualification. If I'm selling you a car, I'll do it right now. So if we're selling a car, I'll, I'll, I'll do a little role play with you. So this is the way I'd approach things. Um, let's say I've just called you up, right? Yeah. So um, you've just inquired to me on, um, I don't know. Um, that white AMG GTS you've got down there. Okay, there's a white AMG GTS downstairs. You've, you've called me up, right? Let's go for it. I want a quotation on the... So I've sent you the inquiry email. I said, hey, Luke, how's it going? So I've, so I've called you back off the inquiry. All right, let's do it. All right. Let's do it. I'm going to do it now. All right, we're going into it. Tom, how you doing? My name's Luke. I'm calling from, from Gateway Motor Cars in Manchester. How's things? Good, Luke. How's it going, mate? Yeah, I sent you an inquiry email yesterday. Thanks for calling me back so fast. No problem at all. Uh, Tom, look, the reason I called you was uh, I saw that you was looking at the AMG GTS. Yes, sir. Um... I wanted to just check, is it the white one in the showroom you've seen? Yeah, I saw it on the, on the, uh, on the Gateway Motorcars website. Tom, just hold the line right now, because I know two people was on that car yesterday. It might be sold. It might be sold, but just, just hold there. Give me two, can you hold for two seconds? No problem. And, and we'd hold. By the way, just a drop out of it. Not that we do this all the time when you call us, guys, because uh, we don't. But if you, when you ask selling something, a great tip It's called the drip feed. Tom wants the GTS, take it away from him. Yeah, and then we bring it back. So what I'd come on the phone, I'd say, listen, Tom, good news. The car's available. Someone was on it yesterday, but for some reason it's not happening. Uh, the car's available. How can I help? Uh, I'm just looking for, um, for a price on it. I'm not too sure how this, how this process works. Um, I know what budget I've got in mind and what I'd like to stick to each month. Yeah. Um, but ultimately, you know, I want to come down and come down and have a look. That sounds absolutely amazing. Why is he driving at the moment? Uh, I've got a smart car at the moment. Okay, big step up to a GTS then. Yep, things are going well. Nice, what is it you doing? Uh, I, do, um, I do insurance. <laughs> okay. Nice. Oh, so you want car insurance, life insurance? Life insurance, yeah. I, oh, I really? work, uh, I'm a broker for Aviva. Nice. So I just sell life insurance. Okay, so if I do you a deal on this car, you think I can get some good deals on life insurance then? Yeah, have you had any major health issues in the last three years? No major health issues, but, you know. Okay, well, then I could probably get you a good quote then. Perfect. Well, that sounds good altogether. Um, look, Tom, here's where we're at. The GTS is in the showroom. It's available. It's a premium. It's got the upgraded alloys. Uh, and I'll be completely honest with you. Um, we've had a few of these GTSs in. Now, the white with the black and the black leather just looks absolutely awesome. Yeah. It's almost, I get excited talking about it because it's, it's absolutely ridiculously good. Um, so look, I want to make it work for you. So coming out of your smart car, you're looking to swap that into us. Do you want to hang on to that? Yeah, I actually own that. I bought it about eight years ago. 
Eight years ago, so yeah. that's gonna be an old smart now. Okay, yes, sir. cool. So you just want to keep that and, and go for the GTS? Yeah, I'm just gonna. I'll probably trade that in and then go for the GTS. Yeah. Nice. We'll get a part exchange valuation on there. So what we do right now is we take the details of the part exchange, um, and then we go into the GTS. So look, the GTS. You know what it is. You've seen it on the pictures. How is he looking at a finance deal with us? Do you want to buy it outright? What's the script? No, it'll be a financing. Perfect. Okay. Have you financed before? No. Okay, Tom, well, that's even better news because I'm going to tell you everything about finance. Um, most people take the finance options are at what I want to sell right now. I want to go into how I sell. So at this stage, what I do with Tom, I'm out the role play, by the way. Um, and what I do with Tom. I think they get that. <laughs> what I do with Tom is I'd start, I'd start getting deep into the finance. Which, which can get a bit um, to listen back to when we're just going to talk about PCP, prestige finance products. We're going to talk about higher purchase, all the things we do. Um, and and, and, and th th that is the most important information because I get some information out of Tom in terms of monthly payment. We'll, 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 we'll just touch that. I've explained the finance products mm -hmm. and we'll go. So Tom, in terms of finance, does that, does that all make sense to you? Yes. Perfect. I want to mold this to you now. How many miles a year do you think you're doing? Less than 8,000. Less than 8,000. Are you using this car as your everyday car, would you say? Yes. Perfect. I wish I was using it as my everyday car because it's awesome. Absolutely spot on. Um, listen, Tom, the way I want to work this for you, I really want to get this right and make it work. So um, deposit-wise, you can put anything you want down. I don't know, 5, 10, 20, 30, 40. Did you have anything in mind? Five. Five. Okay, so I'm going to write down 5,000 in big letters. What I'm going to do for you, Tom, I'm still going to give you 10 and 15, and then that gives you a choice, yeah? Yeah. So you've got 5, 10, 15 to work with. Perfect. Um, so you don't, you don't currently make finance payments at the moment, yeah? No. And for this, to make this really work for you, I want to kind of make it work. So people usually have a budget in monthly payment. Now on a GTS, I don't know, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, we could be talking up to 1,500. What, what do you want to work with here? I was thinking maybe 1100 1100 so just to summarize you've got you're doing 8000 miles a year um you've got a 5000 pound deposit and you've got about 1100 pound a month yeah mm -hmm. that's absolutely perfect um okay Tom, well let me just summarize this out amg gts 5000 pound deposit 1100 a month yeah notice how i'm doing it twice 8000 miles a year does that sound all right for you yeah Perfect. What I'm going to go and do right now, I'm going to work some finance quotes for you. I'm going to send you a video of the car. I'm sending you a picture of the car. I'm also going to send you a 360 link so you can actually sit inside the car and view it. If you want to arrange an appointment, come down. If you want to do something on the phone, we'll do that. How does that sound for you? Great. Perfect. And Tom, here's where I'm at. If I can get you into this GTS for £5,000 deposit, £1,100 a month, does that sound like something you'd go with? Yep. Sounds yeah? cool. Yeah. Absolutely perfect. Well, look, Tom. What time are you free to speak today? It's, I don't know, three o'clock right now. Uh, I've got some phone calls to make, so just before five. Just before five. So should we call it 4.50? Yeah. 4.50. What I'm going to do is I'm going to send you a quote over at 4.30. Followed by that at 4.50, I'm going to call you and we'll go from there, all right? Cool. Perfect. Tom, is there any reason you can't speak at 4.50? No. Okay, perfect. I'm going to be completely to free. There you go. And that's how I'd, how, how I'd, how I'd go for a, a general sales call. Now, that's cars... You could be selling roofing products. You could be selling... The, I think the, the biggest thing... Great role play, by the way, mate. I'm really proud nice, of you. Nice, that was cool. Um, the biggest thing that everyone needs to understand is that every sale is the same. Mm -hmm. It's the same. You need to do the same prospect qualifying. You go through the pricing structure in the same way. You Note, know, by the way, how he was asking um, open-ended questions that required a yes. I'll, I'll take the call. Yeah? Um... Yeah. The questions were sorry. The questions were um, 
they were crying every yes, so you get plenty of plenty of feedback and plenty of yeses. So the customer's constantly agreeing with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Yes, what's going on? Right. Ian, how are you doing? Have you got um, keys for the Range Rover? Yes. Uh, which one, mine? Or? Uh, Rose that one needs putting in. The so Rose, there you go. Give you those two. Just getting some car there. Top man, cheers, Dean. Oh, what are you doing? Well, he's in the middle of the recording. Yeah, we are, but it's cute, though. You're part of it now. You're on it now. You're part of it now. <laughs> cool. The joys of the joys of being live. The joys of being live. This is real. Where the business is operating. Yeah. We're not just going to say no. You exactly. can't do that. Yeah, we're every, here. So every single every single sales situation is essentially the same. You need to do prospect qualifying, get plenty of agreement, build massive rapport, <laughs> and then ask essentially a closing question, which is we've just discussed before very briefly, but. You don't need to get a close in the first phone call. So, for example, with Luke selling the car here, that's going to be maybe, well, technically, by the, by the time he rings me back later on this afternoon, that'll be the third interaction. The first phone call, mm-hmm. actually the fourth, the inquiry email to begin with, you ringing me back, you sending me the information via email of the car, and the fourth interaction is the final phone call later on at 4.50. That's where you're going to close the mm-hmm. deal, I, I assume. In that case, yeah, I mean, that, that, you as a customer there... That's, 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 that's a good scenario. Now, there's certain situations where... Because what we have a lot of the guy, I mean, we've all got our heads drilled in shape now. What I find in, in, in everything I'm selling is the customers who, are, who don't throw any objections out are the least hottest. People don't understand this as well. The customers who throw the most objections out are the hottest because they're almost scared of the commitment. They know they want it. Whereas people are like, yeah, I'll buy it right now. Yeah, yeah, give me 10 minutes, I'll buy it. Yeah, I'll have it then. Yeah, that all sounds mint, I'll have it. You never hear back from them people. Yeah. You never hear. It's like, mate, what are you playing at? Yeah. So people who are like, oh, well, I need to check my wife's sister's cousin's dad's brother. And then I need to go onto the internet and research. Then I need to go home and have a sleep. Then <laughs> I need to do that. And I'm like, and then people are like, this guy's missed. No, he's hot. He's hot because he's scared. He really wants so it. if you handle them objections, perfect. We, Tom, Tom, one of the guys this morning, just this guy, he's, he's selling an EQ. Guy's like, um, he's got their fire. Like, listen, I just want to go and test drive an M3. Guy handles it. He's listen, perfect. Perfect. Go and test drive it. Enjoy it. Once you've realised that the M3 is not for you, come back and we'll, we'll sit down on the EQ. I don't like. And he's like, why would it not be for me? Because all it was is that you told me that the economy was the most important thing. He's like, the guy says, no, do you know what? I might not even test drive it. Or, you know, whatever he said to Tom. Tom's like, he's like you might not be test driving it now. Because you changed the way you thought. Yeah. You start know what I mean? It's objections are the... the ones, but when people are objecting, it's cool. I mean, some, something's what, good. What people need, actually, with objections is, 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 reassur- is reassurance. It's more like a complaint. Mm-hmm. An objection is not a roadblock. It's more of a complaint that you just need to wiggle around. But you wiggle around it with agreement and probably a bit of a, a, bit of a joke like Tom did before. You know, once you realise the M3 isn't for you, <laughs> you know, like, you, the only reason why you get away with saying those things in a sales scenario is by not being your old school salesperson. This is 2018 sales selling here. And the only reason why Tom's got away with that is by building massive rapport. Again, you've just took the words out of my mouth. The rapport, right? If your rapport is on point, put it this way, right? If your rapport is not on point and you say something, you'll offend somebody. Yeah. If your rapport's on, I've heard Ro, we have a, a girl Ro, who, who, who says some things to cut. And I, I like to think, yeah, I'm a close, I'm a good salespeople. I've heard Ro say some things to cut. I'm like, well, I'd probably get hit if I said that. Because my rapport isn't as good as that. I've got that customer that she has. Do you see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I walked in her office today. She's got a handshake. Her hand's just out. There's no, there's no, I told you about this yesterday, didn't I, before the podcast. Her hand's just out. There's a guy in there. He's just out. And I'm like, what's going on here? He's like, we're just waiting for Adam to shake my hand. <laughs> and I'm like, are you shaking it? 
it's, oh, I can't decide. He's like, do you know I think I want to shake your hand tomorrow? He's booked him for an appointment today. Great. Do you know what I mean? But again, she's built rapport because she's really, she's great at that. Whereas if you had to say, well, you had to say, well, listen, shake this guy's, it'd be too pressureful, but it all goes out the window once the rapport's through the roof. Yeah. Just get on a, be a cool, get on common ground. Don't yeah. worry about all, I need to be a sales. Old school sales tactics are out the window, all these pressure sales. Yeah. It's 2018, people already know more about the product than, 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 than you these days. They're probably, yeah. Because of the internet and everything, yeah. and everything, and all the news and everything. Customers, they know everything. Customers nowadays are way more educated. And that, that is honestly transcends across every industry. If you're selling windows, plumbing, gardening services, personal training, or selling cars, your customer is way more educated than the previous generation just because we're in the, in the internet generation. Mm. And you don't need to necessarily um, over deliver on information on the product, just deliver its benefits. Exactly, I completely agree. I don't need to tell you about the horsepower of the e-coupe or the miles per gallon that it gets, but just mention a bunch of benefits about how comfortable the seats are, maybe, exactly. or, how, how, or how fantastic Mate, I can't it, believe this. Get, get, or, you can do the salesman, because the stuff you're saying... Or how easy the media system is to work and how much better it is than the BMW version. The stuff you're saying is the things we talk about every morning. I, I, I am, I, out of the whole company, I am the least, I know the least about cars. I, 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 I know that. I know the least about cars. Yeah. If you ask me what brake horsepower on A45 is, I would not even have a clue. 385 standard. Uh, there you go. Just to, just to explain. A45 fan club. I am. But, um, no, you, no, you're absolutely right. And, and actually, I've, I've struggled with that in a, in, in a big way. With some benefits, obviously. Uh, with the storage, for example. Can you imagine trying to sell storage space? Yeah. If you make it exciting enough, I think, I mean, we're fortunate that we're selling cars, but you call, do turn the aircon on? No, no, I'm good, mate, I'm good. Um, um, but you sell the benefits of storage. Bare bones, you're selling something that's incredibly boring. 100%. I'm not a storage expert. You've got to make yourself a storage expert and then explain the benefits. So if I want to store my car with you, well, if you want to store your car with me, what, do, you, do you have like an approach? If somebody's like, oh, I've got my Ferrari at my house, your house, you got it, your Ferrari at your house? Is that yeah, I say, I say my, my actually, again, this is, this is completely rapport dependent, but we've got, I've got a customer with two Ferraris, and I've got another one of my clients who's got one as well, so you can't do that, mate. Certain, you're certain. Yeah, you, ab, you bring me on to another point, just write that down. I'm already going to talk about certainty. Just write certainty down. I'm already going to talk about certainty. So, you can't do that, mate. So, once he's been hit with like a certain level of shock, he's like, why? Do you know about the crime levels in Cheshire? You've got a £185,000 Ferrari sat outside your front door. You're asking for people to come into your house, mate, and go and come and steal that car. Give it to me. I will look after that car. Now, I know that I'm new. So, for example, if I don't know the person, we're new to the industry. Um... What I, what I sell them on is our customer service level. So I'll come and collect the car for you. I know that we're, uh, I know that we're an expensive service. I completely understand that because people said that to us as well. Because unfortunately, as in any industry, you've got people shagging out their storage space and going bust in two months. Yeah. Selling it for £80 a month. I completely understand that. You can 100% go and have that That's service for £80. That's a price objection straight away. Yeah. yeah. You, can, you, can have, you can 100% go and use those guys for £80 a month. But I know they've got leaks in the roof. They don't. They won't plug your car in. Your battery will be dead in two months. Price objection there. The way to approach that. If somebody comes to you and say, "Well, your price is too high," it's a simple. You said hundred percent. If you want to store your Ferrari for eighty pound a month, 
absolutely fine. Go ahead. Yeah, we have our own storage. Go and do that. You pay for a service, and I don't know what you get with them, but here's exactly what you get for me. Bingo, benefits. Benefits. You get a camera. You get a full alarm system. You get a full high CTV. You got my mobile by Barn and Broncor. You get a personal seven. service that'll come get the car from you. Yeah. I'm a car fanatic. I'm gonna look after this car. You might even get. I don't know what service you're doing. You might with your detailing. You know, you, you you've got optional detailing well, we services. We well, could just say optional, and then you might sell people. Yeah. It sounds good. Well, you got optional detailing services, optional battery services, everything in there. And look, and, and look, I will give you my word that it's right now. If you want to save yourself eighty hundred pound a month, my service isn't for you because we price that service dependent on what we give, exactly. and we know we give a lot more. So therefore, the price is that. Exactly. Sign right there. So exactly. So that is actually what I would say. But also, you're a salesperson. Bear this in mind. You can only close people who want to be closed. Qualified. So if, yeah. So if you're, if that's person just doesn't want to spend £200 a month on, on storage, then let them go to yeah, the £80 a month. It doesn't matter. Don't waste your time and don't get hung up on it. It's not you. It's not your sales approach. It's not your ability to handle objection. That person just isn't for you. Mm-hmm. And you've got to find customers or stick to customers and concentrate on customers that are for you and your business and that are going to value your service. 100%. Otherwise, you become incredibly frustrated with shit customers. And, and, then, and, then, and, then, you, customers. and then you end up dropping your prices... And that's the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. I've seen so many people drop the prices on things that they're selling. It's like, why have you dropped your price? Why don't you put, put up your price? So like, why, why, why would I put up my price? Do you value your service? What are you doing? What are you doing that makes you different from other people? I don't, I don't know how it works at the gym with personal trainers. I don't know if you all have a flat, a set flat price or if some people can charge a massive premium because they're the man. I don't know. I don't really know how it works. So say so you might charge a lot more money than what say somebody else's charges, and they were like, I could just train with him. Of course you could. You know, if you're on a budget, by all means, yeah. train with him. They give you a great service. I don't know about everybody else's prices in general. Um, I know that um, I know that mine are up there yeah. with, with the most expensive. I think one of the other guys has um, has joined me in that, which is obviously fine. Um, what I do know is that, and this is kind of what we're saying. One of the guys that's in the gym undercuts everyone. Mm-hmm. by almost half. He probably makes the least money. He 100% makes the least money. So I know that a car isn't a reflection of, of how much money you earn necessarily, but he's got the worst car. He's always struggling. He's always tired. He's actually having to work another part-time job to fund his life around his personal training. Yeah. But he charges the least. So all he would need to do would work the same personal training hours and double his rates to what everybody else charges. Mm. But aside from that, he's potentially, he hasn't done, because it's only him on his own and everyone realises that. Do I know this guy? Yeah. He's potentially fucking up the whole personal training market in our gym and devaluing the entire service, which is what happens in business. The cheap ones devalue or Mm. potentially devalue the entire industry. Yeah. Happens in meal prep. We've got meal prep businesses that are doing it for half of what we do. And I know for a fact, just sheer costings-wise, we can't make it any cheaper. Aside from the food being fantastic and our service level being massive, mm. we cannot do it any cheaper just from the cost of the ingredients that we use because it's the best. Mm. So either you're using shite ingredients or you're losing money. You build, you build the market. You build the, the, the price of the market. It's so true. Where, where I just bought a house... And, and on the road, somebody's trying to rent the house out. And I was talking to people, have you seen how much money they put the rent up for? It's ridiculous. They're just trying to make some money out. Well, they're not. 
that's what they value it. They put it out. So right. now, if you that that that's great for us. What if we were? You know what I mean? I might go and rent that house out because I've seen. I mean, look, he's, he's put it up for a lot of money on the rent. He's probably making double his mortgage straight right. away. But so, why not? Exactly. So and and so we can all put ours up, and then that becomes the going rate of that road or that estate. They're like, oh, you should put it up and for you that get a much. Better caliber of customers. Exactly. Which is what we're discussing. You want good. And, and, and it builds a market for that because then oh yeah they rent out for that much on that that's a nice estate that's luxury so now it builds the value just that I mean we talk about sales training there's be it's what you see value in so so we're talking about sales training at the moment I've seen some sales training trainers if you, sorry but if you if if you ain't got no money you're teaching sales I'm not I'm not I'm not I don't care about you like you have to it's like you're my personal trainer if you were really fat I wouldn't care I mean well you wouldn't you practice what you preach yeah you can't. Um... You can't do it, can you? So you talk about sales training. Um, I've seen sales trainers. America, I mean, I spend the money on them myself. I mean, we're getting, one of my company, VIP Gateway, we'll, we'll pay £1,000 a month to some guy in America yeah. just to be on, a, on an online platform. Right. People are like, £1,000 a month, that's crazy. Well, no, because I see all the value in it. I see how much I get out of that on a daily basis. It's ridiculous how much the team get out of it on a daily yeah, basis. Yeah, massively boosted your business. Exactly. So that that thousand pound a month it isn't a thousand pound a month to me no. because because you, that that's how you have to see things. That's how you have to see things, and and this is more so not not for the from a customer's point of view, from when you're pricing something, mm-hmm. price it at what you value at now you know and create a market for whatever you're pricing at. And as you say, it's not your problem. Mm. It's the customer's and, problem. Exactly, and I'm I'm doing this like, I were I have a car leasing contracts dot com right. I think the leasing. Car leasing for me is probably one of the most competitive markets in the whole of the UK. Mm-hmm. I see people set up bedroom brokers and <laughs> and and they can't they fail all these things and 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 someone will come to us or some of the I've seen some of the top leasing companies and they'll say oh yeah but they're doing it at fifteen pound a month less and we consistently the guy the sales team consistent on a daily basis have to get over why we are fifteen pound a month more. And, and and to be honest with you, I mean, we, we, we now do all this price match promise stuff and everything. But if usually, if, if it's too good to be true, it is. Like, if, if there was, I mean, we've got, I just committed to a lot of five series to BMW that we have to sell before us in the quarter. Now, if somebody's doing them five series 20 pound a month less, we wouldn't have a business. And we tell customers that. Like, if they're doing it at that, I'll have one. Right. You know what I mean? I'll have one. But then they won't, but then that company, this is what I was saying about the meal prep also, is that company won't be there in six months. Exactly. And you've been going for years. And this is what customers need to understand is there is ultimately a price for something, even outside of value. Things just cost what they cost sometimes. Yeah. And like you say, if it's too good to be true, it usually is. A lot of it falls under branding as well. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, look at a Rolex compared to a Casio. Look at a, a, Dol- a Dolce Gabbana t-shirt the time. compared to a normal yeah, yeah. t-shirt. Do you know what I mean? I've got you. It, it falls in everything whether you're selling your own intangible products or you say it, it really doesn't matter you understand I mean, it's, mm-hmm. it's anything going back to the sales process Tom I mean which you've we've, you've demonstrated the role playing a lot a lot of, another thing that I see a lot of salespeople do is they, they do all the they do all the process perfect the in and, 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 and they do all the negotiation the trial close the quotation get everything out the window that this guy's good to hot the customer's not then ready to be closed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they just keep selling. Like, why, why are you still selling? Listen, the product's great. Yeah, I like it. Listen, do you want to go for it? Okay, look, good to go. Let's get the card machine. Or, 
Okay, I'll send you the contract right now. You're good to sign it. Yeah. Like, st- people aren't asking for the business. You, no. You've spent, you've invested all this time. I mean, if it's a house, you've invested a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, but you invested all this time. Just ask for it. Yeah. How does it sound for you? Do you want to go for that? Yeah. And naturally, if the customer's good for go for it, they might say, well, yeah, I'm good to go. Or they give you an objection, you get you get round it and you carry on. Exactly. But closing is the most important part of any sale. Yeah, you can certainly over you can certainly over talk and actually just imagine it it liken it to a straight road heading to a, the edge of a cliff. There is the ability if you make the close to stop before you die, fall off the edge of the cliff. Some deep, deep shit. Yeah. And make the sale, right? Or you can metaphorically over talk and just run off the edge of the cliff to impending doom. There you go. You can 100% over-talk a sale. And as Luke says, just ask the question. Be enthusiastic, build rapport, qualify the prospect, ask the question. Massively. Urgency creation as well is a, is, is a, is a massive one. Um, there's so, much, so many things that fall under. I think we're going to go into a bit more of a course on this we were talking about, but... There's so many things within sales that if you just literally just tweak it a tiny bit, your results are so much better. Uh-huh. Your conversion rates to how many people you're speaking to will go through the roof. Uh-huh. I, know, I know certain businesses don't even measure it. But how do you not know how many people someone has spoke, I spoke to 100 customers last month? How many did you sell? I sold 30. Okay, so you're operating at 30%. That's pretty good. I want to know everyone. I want to know. I wanna, that's, that's, that's what we just work on, data. Okay, no, how many, so how many people know you your numbers. To? Exactly. Like, what's going on last week? It was at 15%. What's going on? You know, feeling it. And then we sit and we listen to the calls recorded back. That's how we do things. Okay, he's, he, he was at 40% last week. Let's go listen to a call and listen to it in front of everyone to tell everyone what he's doing. Okay, this guy's absolutely shit on the phone. He's doing his thing. And then you've got accountability as well. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, we'll talk about qualifying and, and something to do with qualifying as well, which is, again, I've, I've only learned this in the last kind of two years is qualify your work. A lot of people just, just overwhelm customers, throw it all at them, consistently ask questions. If you're selling, how does that sound for you? So, so what we're thinking of doing, you're talking about meal prep, so what I'm thinking of doing is getting these five meals on that day at that time. Would that work for you? What they do, these five meals days, on that day, they'll come that day, they'll come in the morning, they'll come in there, carry on, it'll cost that much. Can keep getting a bit of agreements throughout it. Exactly. Would Lots that work for you? How would that sound for you? Would you do that? You know, and then that way you've qualified the customer and you've gone from there. Um, so, Tom, have you anything to add? I actually don't. I, I, I really, really want um, the, sale, the sales guys or, and girls, of course. I say guys, by the way, is an all-encompassing word. Um, sales people out there that are listening to this to utilize these strategies and let us know what you think. We require feedback in the same way that anybody else does. We want to make sure that we're giving out fantastic content and that we're pushing everyone forward collectively. Um, but I've uh, I've really enjoyed it today. So cheers, Luke. Yes, it's all happening. Come on, have an amazing, productive week and smash the hell out of everything. All right, there you go. See you guys.